Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from nine. On 2FM. Now, we touched on it in Jen's Newsy Bits. Because I think we all experience anxiety from time to time. It is often a very normal response to a stressful situation. But learning how to cope with anxious times is actually really important. It's really, really important. Now, following on from her hugely popular podcast, Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast, which is just shy of 6 million downloads. That is phenomenal. My next guest has developed real time. Now, this is a series of audio guides to help subscribers move through their most anxious moments. Uh, the woman behind Real Time is Caroline Foran and she's just popped into the studio. Didn't you, Caroline? I did. Just... You jumped, you were listening in the car and you said, <laughs> oh, I need to pop in to Jen. She's talking about anxiety. I was just down the end 11. I said, sure, I'll pop in. Have I a cuppa. Absolutely. It was great to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now, let's talk about this. An estimated 264 million people worldwide suffer from an anxiety disorder, but that figure is much bigger when you consider mm. the amount of us who might not have been diagnosed. Do you think we're just talking about it more or is the world getting more anxious? I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. I think we feel like there's more of it because we're finally normalising it and we're not afraid to talk about it, which is so important. But I do think we have, we're dealing with a lot of different things these days, different stressors. Like and when you think about collective anxiety, like our phones and all the news and all of the content coming at us all the time and the way we live our lives 24-7. There's so many different things, even our inability to rest without feeling like it has to be in service of some future productivity. There's all these little things that have started to crop up that together create this, what I think and what I was told by an amazing neuroscientist creates this base level anxiety, this kind of background hum that's always there. And I guess that over time, and COVID as well, of course, has like completely battered our resilience. Yeah. And over time, these things, I guess, decrease your ability to bounce back from different stressors or they, they make your window of tolerance that little bit smaller. So when something stressful does come along, you probably have a bit of a wobble more than you think maybe you should. Um, so I think there are all this kind of anxious scaffolding around us. And what we want to do is take down that bad scaffolding and put in place supports that, and I know Cormac said, and he's absolutely right, it's not something to cure or get over. It's something to manage. And like I say, it's something to really own and make work for you. Owning it, speaking of which, the Anxiety Podcast, were you shocked as just how many people felt the need that they just needed help with their anxiety? I mean, oh, yeah. the reaction to that has been incredible. Yeah, and when I when I wrote my book, which is based on Owning It, the Anxiety yeah. Podcast, I was I was on with Ryan Tuberty and I went in that day thinking, Jesus, no, everyone's going to be like, who is your one? What is she talking about? I thought I was the only person in the world because at the time, nobody talked about it. And that book came out and it went to number one for 16 weeks and then the podcast just followed on from that. And I was like, hold on a minute. There are so many people struggling. I, I thought it was quite a niche thing, but it's not. And it's even more widely experienced now, I think after COVID. But it's still surprises me how many people who you look at and think they, they'd never suffer. They don't struggle. How, how could they? They have everything going for them. And you just can never, anxiety isn't, you don't look like someone with anxiety. It's, a, it's an internal response that we have. It's a stressor. Yeah. And it affects every one of us. Some of us just feel it more than others. Some of us are more vigilant. Our minds are more hypervigilant than others. I know mine has an anxious disposition, but that's not to say I always suffer with anxiety. In fact, I wouldn't say I suffer with it really anymore. Okay, wow. The most popular episode, we need to talk about yeah. this. It was a, a panic attack rest rescue guide. Can you put into words, first of all, what a panic attack feels like to you and and how support in that moment 
how it works. Yeah. So I haven't had a panic attack in years, thank God. And I think part of that is because I'm just not afraid of having them anymore. And I think when you can work on that and your perception of them, they kind of dissolve. For me, it's different for everyone and people will kind of use the word anxiety attack or panic attack. For me, it was like this feeling of, and it could be happening sitting on my couch where too much of the stress hormone cortisol just sort of fired off in my body and it was like the flames or like a bomb just went off and it started in my stomach and my chest and it would expand outward and it was this intense feeling of needing to either fight or flee but having nowhere to go and nothing to fight and then those hormones and those feelings just kind of bouncing around your body kind of getting stuck there and this feeling of dread and despair and fear that oh my God, what is happening to me? And, and did it just come on all of it, like a light switch? It would, or was it, was, it for growing? Me, for me, it was probably when it did happen, it was a case of um, anxious thoughts going off like little bombs. And then I was in a very vulnerable place. I was very fragile. I didn't understand anxiety at all at the time. So when it was happening to me, I was just living in fear and anticipating them happening. And it could. I remember it won't happen to me when I was, I was walking through Dundrum Town Centre and I wasn't expecting to bump into someone and I did. And like, sometimes that can be a bit, off-putting anyway from like a social anxiety point of view and you're like oh I wasn't prepared I didn't know what to say and suddenly I had this feeling of get me out of here now what's actually for me what was worse than those moments of panic because they can be quite short and isolated it was the aftermath where you start to really berate yourself and be like what is wrong with you get a grip why can't you cope what does this mean about you what will people think about you how will this impact your career your relationships everything and that's where I think we have power to really work on how we wrap it up and frame it and that's where we would tend I know I would tend to be really self-critical and that can actually just trigger more of the stress hormone that keeps you stuck on this I guess um, treadmill of anxiety so the biggest thing I've learned in all of my years of of looking at this and just self-teaching myself. Like I'm not an expert. I'm just someone who shares my experience and really is interested in learning. The biggest thing has been swapping out that self-criticism for self-compassion, which scientifically is proven to downregulate your stress response. So instead of saying, oh, like what's wrong with you? Like you're, you know, you need to get a grip. You're a sap. All these things that we would say to each other saying, it's okay that I'm feeling this way right now. What can I do? What would help me in this moment? And that actually downregulates those stress hormones and it stimulates the more calming things. And I interviewed a neuroscientist on my podcast who I mentioned, Dr. Michael Caine, not the actor. And uh, and he said to me, if, if compassion was a pill, if it was actually tablet in a little tablet form, each one of us would take it every single day. That is how powerful it is. So for me, when it comes to managing the panic attacks, it's riding the wave of it happening or or even just the anxious moment. It doesn't have to be a panic attack. It can be just like you said, when you're about to go on Dancing mm. with the Stars last night, that feeling of, okay, it's here now. Actually, t- for you in that scenario, it's turning that anxiety into motivation. That fear is like a call to action. It's riding the wave, allowing it to happen, understanding why it's happening, accepting that this is where you are right now. And then it's trying to process it as something that doesn't mean you're a failure or that there's anything wrong with you or that you are going to be this way forever. It's trying to let it go in, a, in like with compassion. So the Owning It Real Time Guides, I decided... I had kind of done the work of conceptualizing anxiety, like all the books and all the podcasts. We all know what anxiety is at this stage. We all are familiar with it. We don't need to go back there. But what's more important now is what do I do when yeah. it's happening, when yeah. I'm in the midst of it? I can't open like a big tome and get my head stuck into a load of research. What do I do when I'm about to give a speech? What do I do when I wake up in the middle of the night with anxiety? What do I do when I'm, I feel social anxiety, which is so common now after COVID? I think we all know what that feels like. What do I do um, if I come away from scrolling social media for hours? hours on end and I just feel like I've been hit by a bus so owning it real time is is this series that obviously like there's no interruptions with ads or anything which is why 
you sign up and you pay 10 euro and then you have access to this volume one library. And I go through all these scenarios that for me would have been ripe for anxiety as I was going through the years. And basically I walk someone through how it would have felt for me, how it might feel for them what is going on, what makes sense, just trying to kind of rationalise and help them uh, tap into the more higher thinking part of their brain that knows they are safe and they are okay. And then giving them, I guess, suggestions and it's kind of part instructional, part meditative, but I, I'm not a meditation expert, but it kind of helps you just sort of calm down. And then part how people to People want to know what to it. do. People yeah. are like, tell me, how do I, like yeah. I know what people, as you said, they know what anxiety yeah. is. They know it's coming, but you mentioned it twice now it's the you don't have a fear of it anymore because no. you just let that it wave it, you let it pass and because and I know my body has my back like yeah. I for me anxiety used to be this terrifying monster that took over that I had no control of now I've completely changed my perception of it where anxiety is my body trying to have my back it's like an overbearing parent trying too hard to look after you when actually you're fine and Stop seeing it as the enemy, but start seeing it as, okay, what do I need right now? For ov- There's obviously a reason why maybe it's you've taken too much, much on at work. Maybe you're under the weather. There's so many different vulnerability factors that can be at play that give rise to anxiety. So turning inward instead of turning outward and getting curious. I mean, like, okay, where am I feeling it? What am I feeling? It's never going to harm you. And But it, it's really hard to get to that point of not fearing it because I was in such fear of it for so long. So I get that it's it's a stretch for people. Um, but for me now, whenever, and it does come along because like I'm human and I, like I say, like I'm prone to more anxious thoughts. I sort of stop and say, okay, what do I need to do? Do I need to step back? Do I need to cancel a couple of plans and be unapologetic mm-hmm. about it? Do I need to maybe step away from all the caffeine? Because sometimes it's as simple as that, as do, too much stimulants. Do I need to spend less time on social media? So I took December off social media and I felt it was bliss. I felt, was it? Oh, it was gorgeous. And actually I felt anxious about having to come back on it. <laughs> I know. Because I have to promote this stuff. Yes, <laughs> of course. But I, I mean, it's definitely needed. But we have to say, uh, and we want to invite people that if you do feel that uh, you need professional help uh, yes. with your mental health uh, you should speak to your GP uh, and there's resources there but this is uh, a help this is a companion in you it's a resource it's a tool it's a tool and I would say always I mean if you're unsure a lot of people start to get really physical symptoms go to your doctor rule out anything physical that might be going on when you are certain that yes it's anxiety that I'm dealing with then you can tap into these tools then you can talk about different types of therapies and stuff and only when you know that you're you know you're health physically is okay then you can benefit from all the things that we talk about here amazing Caroline thank you so much for popping in great to see you Caroline Foreign Series of Audio Guides is called Owning It Real Time and is available to buy on ACAST now and of course if you are suffering from anxiety or any mental health issue we do advise you check in with your GP first and visit the hse.e for more information Jennifer Zapparelli weekday morning from 9 on 2FM